Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 35 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. And now let's get fired up with our guest, Megan, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Megan Schultz earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering from Cal Poly and a Master's in Science and Management from Colorado State University Global Campus. She currently works at Dewberry as a project manager and is an active member in the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to the show, Megan. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Hi, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, the gaps would be that I was born in Australia. So um, I'm both an Australian citizen and American citizen. I moved to the U.S. Uh, for high school and college and uh, found my way to be an engineer. So thanks for having me. All right. You're welcome, Megan. And let's dig right in here. You have a lot of experience in the gas and energy company as well as a project manager. Could you help STEM Nation in this area of career path for a mechanical engineer, maybe interested in gas and energy or as a project manager? Absolutely. Uh, So I um, got my degree in mechanical engineering and I wasn't quite certain what industry I wanted to work in. So my first internship in college was for Pacific Gas and Electric. Um, And so I started working at a nuclear power plant, and that really got me interested in energy as a whole. So as a mechanical engineer, uh, you can really work in any industry. Um, Everybody needs a mechanical engineer. But specifically in energy, I was really interested in how I can contribute um, in my career to saving energy and making uh, machines and processes more energy efficient. So that's why I got into uh, that particular industry. Um, But with every project, needs a project manager. And uh, the benefit of having engineers become project managers is that they really understand the technical side of projects. So it's a great transition from engineering to project management. Right. Thanks, Megan. And what is your specific area of expertise? Specifically, I work in HVAC, which is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, as well as any energy-using system within a building. So I work in existing buildings and new construction, uh, making sure things work efficiently um, as far as the lighting or the uh, building materials that are used to construct a building, um, and then the mechanical systems for heating and uh, ventilation and air conditioning, that while they're making the building comfortable and pleasant to work in, that they're also being as energy efficient as possible. So to me, that sounds kind of like an architectural engineering or an industrial engineering design. How does mechanical fit into that? Mechanical fits into that because we are looking at the motors that are powering um, these air conditioning machines, and we are looking at chilled water systems and the energy efficiency of a chiller that creates cold water. So it is really more the thermal side of mechanical engineering and heat transfer um, rather than other mechanical engineers who would use more statics, dynamics, those kinds of subjects. So it's more fluids and understanding how air, um, the properties of air and water. So are you actually designing those systems or are you specking in or looking at off-the-shelf equipment for a a particular building? So there are uh, different types of mechanical engineers. There are definitely the design side mechanical engineers, which my company does have. I uh, function more in a consulting role. 
So I am looking at existing products that are on the market and seeing in what applications they work best and what um, exact products would be best for my clients, uh, specifically in their types of buildings. And then I also look at the codes for those buildings, especially what state they're located in. For example, I work a lot in California. And California has the Title 24 Energy Efficiency Standard for buildings, which is more stringent than other parts of the country. So as a consultant uh, making recommendations to my clients, I need to look at all these different parts to recommend the most efficient and best application uh, machinery for my clients. Since you're working as a consultant, do you require the professional engineering stamp? Um, I am on my way to study for that stamp. It is not required because we are not designing um, anything. We're not stamping, putting a seal on it. When we do do recommendations of a design build type, we do have people within our firm that do plan checks and they do stamp um, stamp the drawings. But I am I am on the study train for that. So even though I am out of high school and out of college as a professional, I still study. Um, to make sure that I am up to all the standards. So um, hopefully by the end of the year, I will have that stamp, um, which adds um, adds to being a consultant that I do have that professional engineering um, experience. All right. Thanks for that, Megan. So what would a typical day look like for you as a consultant? I spend a lot of time in the field, and I kind of have two hats that I wear. I have a project manager hat and um, my engineering hat. So depending on what the project is, um, I may have what I call my project management field work day, where um, actually with both hats, every day starts with safety. Um, working in buildings and working in open construction sites, safety is the most important part um, of our day. And we start with daily briefings to understand what the scope of work is that day, um, what the hazards are going to be and how we can lower those hazards or mitigate them. Um, whether through locking out electrical equipment, making sure you are aware of your surroundings, not having any loose clothing around rotating machinery. So that, no matter what my day is, is the start of the day. Uh, when I'm a project manager, a lot of my day is ensuring that my subcontractors, whether that be an electrician or a mechanical contractor or a controls contractor, has what they need to complete their scope of work. I'm also doing part uh, quality assurance to ensure that they are following the scope of work for our client and that our client is getting um, the specified job uh, and getting the best product uh, from us. When I am an engineer, um, my day again starts with safety, and then I am really testing and investigating existing systems, looking at the root cause of why a system is working the way it is. Uh, when I'm doing an energy audit, I might be looking at this air handler that has a motor and maybe the occupants in that space are always cold and they can never figure out why they're always cold. So I get in that mechanical room, I open that piece of equipment, I get my hands dirty um, and I might find that there's a valve that's leaking and we need to replace that valve and maybe I can do that by turning a wrench or maybe we need to hire uh, a mechanical technician to come out and fix that. Um, so I really enjoy my days at work because I am in the field. Um, I do have I do have days in the office where I do follow up reporting, um, but most days I'm in the field, which I really enjoy. 
Sounds like a pretty dynamic day and week and probably months. Yes. No day is the same. No month is the same, um, which I really, really enjoy. I'm not... I'm not a person that can sit at a desk 40 hours a week, uh, so I get my steps in. All right, Megan, thanks for that. And we're going to get specific here in something that has you really fired up about mechanical engineering, consulting, or project management. Yes, uh, what really gets me fired up is energy, energy efficiency. And that's a really hot topic in today's world about saving our resources and also getting energy that is more sustainable, whether through wind power or solar power. But what's really excited about my field is the end user. How can everyday person or residential person use less energy, but also still remain comfortable? So I want the quality of life for people uh, to remain the same while we use less energy. Uh, this is really exciting for me because I work in a lot of healthcare applications. So it's very important that patients, when they're receiving care, are comfortable so that they can heal properly. So the work that I do really helps people um, across the country in many different ways. So it makes me really excited that as a mechanical engineer who works in heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, while that does not sound exciting, is very exciting because I am helping my community and helping people day-to-day be more comfortable and energy efficient to help our world. That's awesome, Megan. You know, I guess I never realized that from a mechanical engineering standpoint out in the consulting role that that type of role actually existed. So appreciate that. Yes. And now if we could go to an aha moment you've had, something that you think would help our stemmers, could you take us to a time where you had an incredible aha moment and tell us the story of that success? Absolutely. So about a year and a half out of uh, college for my bachelor's degree, I was doing this work, consulting work for a large multinational corporation. And um, they actually closed our business unit and laid off about 150 people. And I was maybe 22 years old at the time, straight out of college. And I was scared. I was scared because I had spent all this time networking and getting a job and getting the internships, thinking that when I start this first job out of school, I'm going to be set. I never expected that I would be laid off. And um, it was really scary for me. And the aha moment was actually I was talking to my sister about it. And I kept saying, oh, I got fired. I got fired. And she said, no, you didn't. You didn't get fired. You did nothing wrong. You were laid off. And the word that she used was made redundant. So it's not that I got fired. It's that the role that I was working in did not exist anymore. And that was really an aha moment for me because internally I was chalking this up as a failure where it really wasn't a failure of my own. It was a failure of the people running the business. So how I turned that into a success is that throughout college and throughout starting my career, I had always kept up my network. I am um, very involved with the Society of Women Engineers and a few other professional organizations so that when I did need a job, People came out of the woodwork. Oh, Megan, we've known you for a long time. We've seen how hard a worker you are. We want to offer you a job. So my aha moment is uh, not chalking up myself to failure um, in that moment and keeping up my networks for when I actually did need it, um, it came to life. 
Yes, Tim Nation, Megan hit on something there, that that network. The network is very, very important in the professional environment. If you don't have a LinkedIn account yet, even as a high schooler, create a LinkedIn account and start connecting with people and build out that network. Because when you're in a situation like Megan, where you might need some help locating a new a new career or a new uh, opportunity, your network's going to come to your help. So thanks for that, Megan. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And Megan, if you could go back to when you were 18 heading off to college, right? These these curriculums in STEM, they're challenging. Well, they were for me, maybe not for you, but they were for me. What are some tips that you could give our STEMers as they launch into college so they can get into college and get through it successfully? Um, it was difficult for me. I think it's difficult for a lot of people. But um, a lot of students who go into STEM aren't afraid of a challenge. So I would say it is a good challenge. Um Something that I would really, really highly suggest is self-care. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of students because it is so challenging um, forget to take care of themselves, and that really is important when you are going through all these hard classes and maybe you have a part-time job as well as I did throughout college. That you really take the time to take care of yourself, um, whether that be through. Um, taking good study breaks or exercising regularly. Um, You need to take care of yourself physically and mentally so you can exercise your brain to take on this really hard curriculum. Right. And Megan, from college into your career, what are some some key attributes that you think you had or you needed to become successful in your career? Um, In college, I was always a procrastinator. So I would um, take my sweet time and uh, really needed that crunch to get deadline uh, to hit deadlines. Um, when I moved into my career, I realized that that's not a very sustainable way of, of being in my career and doing my job. I can't just always leave things until the last minute. So time management was really important for me to learn um, starting my career, but also knowing when to ask for help. Um, being able to balance to know you need to spend an appropriate amount of time figuring out a problem yourself, but also knowing the time when you need to ask someone um, who is a expert. So you don't want to spin your wheels too long, but you also want to show that you've, you've spent a good uh, effort figuring something out. Um, so that it might sound a bit confusing. Knowing when to ask help, but also don't ask for help too early. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll say you, you have to do your due diligence. Yes. Google is your friend or Bing is your friend. Go search for it. There's a lot of content out on the web, but there's there's a lot of problems that you won't be able to find the answer to. Do due diligence and then go ask somebody for help. There's There's nothing wrong with asking for help and people are always willing to help out. Yes. I think people are always excited to share their expertise with other people. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick pause and thank our sponsor, Audible, who is offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you keep the audiobook. We are ready for the lightning round. Megan, are you ready? I'm ready. What's the best piece of advice that you have ever received? That would be from one of my counselors in college. Uh, She would always say, let your yes mean yes. And your no mean no. If you commit something, uh, follow through with that commitment because nothing is more important in professional relationships than trust. Um, and also let your no mean no. Don't take on things that you can't handle. And what is a personal habit that contributes to your success? 
I would say resourcefulness. Um, I often do not know the answer, but I know how to find an answer. So I have no shame in telling someone I don't know, but I can find out. And if you had to pick your favorite internet resource or phone app and why? I travel a lot for work, so my favorite uh, phone app is called iHydrate. It reminds me to drink water when I'm on the road, which sounds so simple, but it's so easy to forget when you have a hectic day at work. That sounds like the perfect app for college students. Yes. And what is one book you would recommend, business or personal? Um, This is a book that was assigned to me in my technical writing class in college. It's called A Writer's Reference by Diana Hacker. And as an engineer, we uh, sometimes have the reputation of not being the best for writing. But it is very important that... um, You remember all your rules about uh, composition of sentences and proper references um, when you're doing technical writing. So this um, has been my guidebook ever, ever since college. I keep it on my desk and I look at it all the time. And Megan, as we wrap up here, could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we will say goodbye. Absolutely. I would say always be open to new experiences. Um, Many people say when they're looking for a job, They only want to live in a certain city or or work in a specific field. I think people who do that sometimes miss out on the best opportunities. So um, just always be open to trying something new. All right. Thanks, Megan. And with that, we will say goodbye. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today with Megan. Head on over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And we are approaching 10,000 total downloads, and I need some help. If you could share this podcast with at least one person, that will help us hit 20,000 even quicker. Tune in next week where we talk with Kenton, who is also a mechanical engineer involved heavily in manufacturing. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.